having clear privacy and governance framework for any of this enterprise data. We really want to make sure that data is being accessed by the right people at the right time. So having a framework for who can access that data and how is, is really important when you think about enterprise level data access. Welcome to Real World Talk, a podcast that brings together healthcare leaders to discuss the importance of real world data in accelerating drug development and improving cancer care. Real World Talk is brought to you by CODA, a company that combines oncology expertise with advanced technology and analytics to create clarity from fragmented and often inaccessible real-world data. Welcome to another episode of Real World Talk with CODA. I'm your host, Zoe Lee, and today we are very excited to have Sue Huang from Databit here with us. Welcome, Sue. Thank you, Zoe. Excited to be here. Uh, really excited to chat with Sue today as, you know, Datavant is a really interesting company in the data space. And there's a lot that we want to get through in terms of talking about enterprise data today, how we think about data strategies. It's an interesting side because Coda is, of course, a data vendor. And Datavant, I think if I had to put a generalized term to it, I would say maybe a data connector. But Sue, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about what Datavant does. Awesome. Great. Thanks. That's exactly how I would put it if I had to choose two words to describe Datavant. So my role at Datavant is the head of data strategy. And what that means is I work with clients with a particular focus on our life science companies to find the right real-world data sources or data platform partners that have relevant data and capabilities that suit their needs. So I hear about client needs for real-world data across many use cases and across the drug development lifecycle. And you're right that Datavant is a data connector. I'll tell you a little bit about what Datavant does. We're really seeking to fulfill a big mission to connect the world's health data we are a trusted, neutral, and ubiquitous connectivity platform that enables data connectivity across hundreds of partners that all use our, all use our software to compliantly connect health data. And historically, Datavan has focused on de-identified data exchange, but last year we merged with a company called Cyox Health, which added identified data exchange of patient medical records to our capabilities. Cyox was doing medical record retrieval from thousands of health systems and health plans, and we add those capabilities and partners now to our ecosystem. So as a combined organization, we're now the leading health data connectivity platform for both compliant de-identified and identified data exchange. That's really exciting. We all know that interoperability of data is one of the key items that we want to help solve in the healthcare industry, and that can solve a lot of different challenges that we have. And you had mentioned, right, one of the big missions of Datavant is to connect the world's health data. I would, you know, have a question in asking, right, before we even try connecting the world's health data, how might we even connect data within a single company. We hear this term enterprise data used quite a lot, whether it is, hey, I just signed up for an enterprise data license, or you know, we have a product offering that is an enterprise data offering. You could use across your company. 
Right. Can we help kind of just set the stage on what exactly is enterprise data and how does one actually use it across a company? Yeah, that's a great question for which I don't think there is a standard industry definition. So I'll give you my views of what enterprise data means to me. To me, it really means data that can be used across a company to fulfill multiple needs and use cases. And there are several different aspects that I think are important to touch upon. So there needs to be some level of flexibility for any given data set for it to be able to be used enterprise-wide. You need to consider the breadth of the data in terms of the data variables available, the depth and representativeness of the data in terms of patient coverage, as well as proper consent and use rights so that the data can be used to fulfill multiple use cases. So that's flexibility. I also think about interoperability across the different data assets, and that's where being able to connect across those data sets is useful. And that's what DataVance uh, connectivity platform is used a, a lot of for today. So the broad trend is that there's richer data sets than ever before, but it's still very fragmented. Mm-hmm. And sometimes one data set can fulfill one dimension of need, but such as depth, but it may lack for breadth. So tokenization of a data set and making that linkable as a default provision of any enterprise data asset is useful because that preserves the connectability of one data set to another. Oftentimes when we think about data, we think about externally available data from data vendors such as Coda. But I would also propose that life science companies and all healthcare organizations really have a ton of proprietary internal data, which we call first-party data. So there's really a lot of valuable internal data that a healthcare company collects already today. If you think of in the pharma space, they're collecting clinical trial data, specialty drug hub data, patient support program, sponsored genetic testing. You know, health plans are connecting data across their various commercial as well as Medicare Advantage plans. All of those data sets can oftentimes sit in silos managed by different Mm -hmm. teams. And when I think about enterprise data, I think about how do we link and connect those different disparate data sets so that the best insights can be unlocked, even from the internal data that you're generating. And then lastly, I think about having clear privacy and governance framework for any of this enterprise data. We really want to make sure that data is being accessed by the right people at the right time. So having a framework for who can access that data and how is is really important when you think about enterprise level data access. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like there is an infrastructure component to this, which is thinking about access and how do you design for compliance and ensure that the right people have access to the right data. There are firewalls in place, you know, perhaps where needed. So there's an infrastructure aspect of enabling enterprise data, right? Then there is the connecting of data across different silos that potentially exist so that we can think about how does this data, you know, connect with each other? Where might they overlap, right? Where can maybe the sum of its parts prove more insightful because you are linking that data together? And then I think, you know, there is, I'm always curious sitting from the data curator side, right, of how can we design data sets so that they might be better primed or more ready 
for this kind of use as well, because it's one thing to take disparate fragments and try and stitch them together, right? Maybe I wonder if there are ways for us to help that effort, right? So that items are a little bit less fragmented, right? We're more thoughtful in terms of, okay, here's the data elements that we curate in our data set. How might this complement a different data set that exists in the organization and try and anticipate some of that. So I think there's, you make a really good point in how many of like different areas we need to think about in terms of enabling enterprise data. And I think that comes in the form of responsibility from the data curators, the data connectors, the data owners, all of these parties, right, have some role to play in actually enabling enterprise data. And sometimes that leads to a question around strategy, right? And a lot of companies, I think, will say that we have a data strategy, but what does that truly mean? And especially, you know, now that we've kind of, you know, given a perspective on a definition of enterprise data, right? How does one have an enterprise data strategy? Like, you know, where do you even start with that? Yeah, yeah. In the conversations that I have with most of our life science clients today, when they think about data strategy, oftentimes it may be related to a specific study that they want to conduct, a specific database that they want to build. When I think about enterprise level data strategy, it really starts with a broader conversation around business strategy understanding the gross levers for your total business, as well as the external landscape in which you play, such as like the competitiveness of the therapeutic area you're hoping to enter. So enterprise data strategy should support your overall business strategy. And once you have your business strategy defined, you can then gauge what data you will need to generate insights that support the execution of that business strategy. So this means understanding the landscape of available third-party data assets that are out there, as well as taking stock of the internal data assets that you have. And I think this there needs to be a comprehensive um, approach to thinking about first-party data, as well as third-party data. And then you can think about what is the technical environment that you want to house all of these different data assets in. How do I ensure that there is a common, you know, analytics layer that allows access to that data by the right business teams at the right time? So I think setting up this kind of business strategy, then the data strategy, looking at both external landscape and internal landscape, and then thinking about the technical and analytics layer by which you want your teams to access that data. That's how I think about enterprise data strategy. And if you can set up your infrastructure in this way, I think that some of the benefits are that you have some layer of data available rapidly for feasibility so that you can dig in deeper and understand which data sets are really fit for purpose for what specific studies. Most times what I see is there isn't that layer of data available right now even to do feasibility. So people are searching for data anew every time that they have a study that they need to unlock. And some of this, I would imagine, is, you know, communication, like you said, really stemming from the business needs and also, I think, changing the perspectives of potentially thinking about how might we pool budgets in order to support having a data set that can support across different teams or even organizationally, right? Is there a kind of central function that manages the data and kind of ingests the data that comes in, at least, you know, third-party data, and then compares that with 
data that's already in-house or first-party data and thinking about that because I think it goes beyond just the infrastructure or the teams specifically related to data, right? It goes to all the functional groups and the users and how do we get them talking? How do we think about different ways to approach their budgets, their communication, the way that they ask for data or go searching for data? It really seems a lot broader than just thinking about, okay, here's the data team and and here's what the data team needs to do. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that there are many teams at a typical life science company today that touch data, but those teams are very fragmented and oftentimes don't work together. So if you think about third-party data, typically those have been acquired by the HEOR teams, and those teams are allocated across different therapeutic areas. But then when you talk about first-party data, trial data may be managed by the clinical development team, The specialty drug data is being managed by commercial analytics. And then you have patient engagement data from patients that may have interacted with some sort of website that you have to educate patients about a a drug. And that data may be managed by a, a digital marketing group within a brand team. And these groups typically don't talk to each other. But when we go in as DataVant to talk to these customers about the idea of tokenizing that data making that data linkable, unlocking additional insights that you wouldn't be able to get from a single data set alone, oftentimes we are the ones bringing those teams together. And they've historically never had a reason to work together, but when we bring up this idea of linkable data infrastructure using a DataVant connectivity platform, then those groups start talking to each other and understanding that they actually have a lot more access to data than they previously had realized, and their eyes kind of light up when they think about this idea of being able to link that data together to unlock various use cases. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the ultimate goal for really any of these teams, I mean, they might have different areas of emphasis or, you know, specific areas of interest. But ultimately, when, you know, we're in the business of drug development, as these life sciences companies are, right, you want to understand the most full patient journey that you can, right? What are all of the aspects that are impacting their treatment, the treatment pathways that they might go through, right? Outcomes, that's obviously a very big focus area for HEOR, but then, you know, even kind of peeling back from the outcomes, right? What were the underlying elements that impacted those outcomes? What is something when you think about patient reported outcomes, right? And quality of life, how do we kind of bring those elements in as well in trying to understand that patient journey? And so I think, you know, to your point, there are so many different data sources and it's really exciting to think about this idea of how do we bring all of these data sources um, together. And it's actually kind of incredible to think that maybe these all of these data pieces might actually be sitting in house already, but it's a matter of piecing that together. And I think one part of piecing that together, right, is also thinking about the compliance and privacy considerations that come along with that, right? There's a lot of strict compliance and for good reason, like rules around data linkage, right? Kind of maintaining de-identification where de-identification is needed, right? And so how does an, an organization go about thinking about that as well? And what are the things that, you know, they need to have top of mind? Yeah, certainly compliance and data governance is a huge aspect of any enterprise data strategy. And, you know, typically when you have third-party data that you're acquiring from a data vendor, that data has been 
HIPAA certified by that data vendor already to ensure that, you know, PII elements are stripped out. All of the clinical data elements are looked at by an expert statistician to ensure there's not enough data about any one particular patient to risk re-identification of that person. And as you link more and more data together within an enterprise data strategy, each time you have to think about recertification of any linked data sets so that as you add additional breadth of data elements to a person, you are not risking privacy for the sake of additional granularity and new insights. So building that process in to any data connectivity strategy is critical. At Datavant, we, part of our product suite is something called Privacy Hub. And mm-hmm. through Privacy Hub, we're able to conduct rapid certification of linked data sets that may have been on a standalone basis already certified to be de-identified. But we want to ensure that as data linking occurs to unlock specific insights use cases, that combination of data is not enough to re-identify someone. So that's what I'll say about the third-party data landscape, that certification. And there are additional evolving um, privacy technologies out there as well. All of those things are super critical to keep in mind. On the first-party data side, definitely thinking about collecting proper patient consent to be able to use this data for additional research use cases is very important. And the sooner that you start to have this data strategy and planning for the data that you want to have because you want to drive certain business outcomes, then the sooner those teams that are managing those individual first-party data sets can build in the proper consent language so that the data can be used for research purposes broader than that immediate use case for which it was collected in the first place. So this is why I think companies need to think of data as a vertical, think of data as a discipline, and think of planning for the data they're they're going to be putting into this enterprise infrastructure, you know, far in advance of specific studies that they need to do. Right, right. Yeah, I think that foresight is really critical because it's, you know, almost a process of reverse engineering from what your desired outcome is, right? And kind of reverse engineering back to, okay, so where are we today? What do we need to anticipate in terms of what are we putting into the patient consent forms, right? What are Mm -hmm. we thinking about today that we can kind of future-proof this data set so that it can be used you know, in the right ways, in the right places um, right. in the future. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a very specific example that we hear of a lot today, which is a need to understand health equity issues in this country. Mm-hmm. We're getting a lot of interest in race, ethnicity, languages spoken, social determinants of health data. And these requests are usually coming to us study by study, team by team. If companies adopted an enterprise data strategy approach, they would think about going out and having a data set licensed with all of the key social determinants of health and demographic data that they would need. And then they could think about, we have this data, right? We want to link it for specific use cases and specific studies. So they might have a specialty drug launch that they have also tokenized and linked together using Datavant. It's pretty routine today for pharma companies to collect multiple different data feeds from their specialty pharmacies right. to tokenize that, link that together, and they use that for launch tracking and commercial analytics. 
But it's not routine today to then link that data set to other data. And now if we know that health equity is a big focus for our company over the next, you know, many years, because we care about underserved populations, then that specialty drug data could be linked to demographic data. And all of a sudden, you know, your brand team is able to understand, you know, are there populations that we're underserving and that can't get access to our drug? How might we be able to tailor our education and marketing campaigns so that we can broaden our reach and make that drug much more easily accessible to patients who we see is underrepresented from the data that we're able to connect between the demographic data and the, the, the specialty drug data? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's such an important topic to understand. And I think it really enables, right? I think you use the words like, how might we, right? It enables you to start asking the how might we questions of how might we be able to do X? How might we be able to, to do Y? And it just kind of puts you at that level of having that evidence to be able to start, you know, kind of taking action on some of these items and these gaps that, you know, might be identified through exercises like this. Right. We've talked so much about different types of enterprise data and enterprise data strategy. And, you know, let's say, right, 10 years down the road that a lot of life sciences companies, you know, kind of do adopt their own enterprise data strategies. They start looking at data more as a centralized vertical, as opposed to something that is done on a project by project or team by team basis. What is the impact that you're hoping this will have on life sciences companies and on our broader industry? Yeah, I mean, I think that pharma companies will take up the trends that we have already seen other industries adopt where data and analytics are very core to who they are as a business. And I think that pharma companies will increasingly become data and analytic companies in the future. I foresee data to become more of a defined vertical at life science organizations, and this vertical will work across business units and work across the entire drug development life cycle from R&D to commercial. I also think that we're going to see hiring of more data and analytics focused professionals, data scientists, you know, data managers, data governance and privacy professionals, people who are scanning the external landscape for innovation and new data partnerships. And I think that if we do this right as an industry, the broader impacts to society are going to be the things that I entered the healthcare industry in the first place on, which is to make the industry more efficient, more cost effective, and mm -hmm. to get therapies out there faster to the right patients. So I think that we can see clinical trials become faster and less costly through greater adoption of real world evidence. We'll know the safety and efficacy of newly launched therapeutics in real time by following you know, the clinical trial patients, even after the trial has ended through their real world data, I think that we'll be able to have much more willingness of pharma companies to participate in uh, value-based care discussions with payers because they will have access to data just as the payers right now have access to a lot of data through the claims that they see. And ultimately this will bring about more efficiency and transparency to drug pricing, which will make drugs more accessible for everyone. And then, you know, as advanced analytics and, you know, natural language processing and AI continue to progress, especially in the medical field, I think we'll be able to see rare disease patients get 
to a definitive diagnosis faster and get treatment more quickly. I think that's one of the big unmet needs right now in healthcare is just being able to find the right patients as therapeutics get narrower and more biomarker specific. You know, if we had the data to be able to build models and understand where these populations might reside, drug companies will see it as less risky to go into that space Mm -hmm. and they'll be able to find patients that are relevant for, for their therapeutics much more quickly. And overall, I think that we can have a big impact on improving healthcare in the United States. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing those perspectives because I think it can be very easy to get lost in the plumbing of it all to give it a bit of a nickname, right? As we're thinking about, you know, what are the data connectors that we need? How do we get the teams to be talking to each other? I mean, when you're in the nitty gritty of actually trying to implement an enterprise data strategy, it's sometimes easy to lose sight of the bigger picture of the impact that we're trying to achieve, right? We're just thinking about how do we connect data source A to data source B. And I think it's always important to keep in mind, right, that the bigger picture and what we're trying to achieve in implementing these kinds of strategies and, you know, taking action on this is because we do want the whole system to run more efficiently. And, you know, if we can get to that state, right, where the system is running more efficiently, there is more cross-communication between the teams, and we're thinking about how to really leverage data, not just generate data because a protocol says we need to generate data, right? But because ultimately we have the business needs and the societal impacts that, you know, we have outlined and we've done that reverse engineering of let's design data for these purposes, right? Let's not generate data just for the purpose of a protocol. Let is, let's design and generate data for these kind of larger ideas and larger goals And hopefully over time, right, that's where we can get to that place. And to your point, I think it can unlock a lot of, you know, newer capabilities within healthcare and ultimately, right, getting the right treatments to patients faster, getting them answers to their healthcare questions faster. So it is an effort that it's a big undertaking for sure. You know, I'm sure you've seen that day in, day out with the clients who you talk to and, and the areas you work in and certainly from the CODA perspective, right? We see that as well being kind of one of the contributors to a type of data set that a client could have in-house. But, you know, I think this is, it's such an exciting topic. There's so much still to do here, but really glad that we were able to chat about even just a sliver of this today. I mean, there's so many other areas of this that we haven't even touched on, but really happy to have you on here today and to be able to share some of these perspectives. So thanks for that, Sue. Yeah, thank you, Zoe. It was a pleasure. Great. Well, thanks so much and have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Real World Talk. For more episodes and to understand how we can all bring clarity to cancer care using real world data, please visit us at CodaHealthcare.com. We look forward to having you next time on Real World Talk.